0: Hello, Spookies, and welcome to the Rick Retreat Horror Cast, featuring. Fuck, I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> like, okay. I do this all the time. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Spookies, and welcome to the Rick or Treat Horror Cast, hosted by yours ghoulie, Ricky J. Duarte. My hosts today are really fantastic podcasters. They are horror fanatics, aficionados, scholars, I might even say. They are (laughs) Carlos and John, the hosts of Horror Daddies. Oh, hello, hello. hello. Thank Thank you you for for having having us. us. Oh my God! You're like the twins in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> Completely oh <my> planned.
1: <laughs> that was oh. funny and scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us. Yo,
0: I'm so happy to have you on the show. You have no idea i I have been a fan of your show even before I had my own podcast. And oh, thank you. It's been really interesting, have like bringing guests on and starting to get to know this community of. Of you know, horror obsessed people who like to make other people listen to them talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure.
0: Uh, and just like the mute, like it's it's a smaller community than you might think, you know. Mm-hmm. But I am finding that there is community in it, and that's really cool. So thank you very much. Why don't you take a moment and tell my listeners about your show and about yourselves
2: yeah carlos do you want to start so my name is carlos i am known as the horror daddy on the show um <laughs> our podcast is horror daddies uh the reason we started this podcast we were bored one day yeah we just kind of started it uh, our podcast is based on mostly me thirsting over the men in horror movies
1: yep and then mostly me criticizing the movie yeah <laughs> um, but you know there's a lot of talk sh- talking shit in the yeah. movie pretty yeah. much
2: so Like I tell everyone, me and John are not horror critics whatsoever. Not at all. So we just come, we watch a movie, we sit down and we just talking shit pretty much the whole time criticizing in our own way as I like to call it, a real conversation with friends.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's more like if you're a fly in the wall and you're just you're just hanging out and talking yeah. about a movie that we find enjoyable or funny to watch or whatever.
2: And if I make you smile, that makes my day.
1: Exactly. That's that's all we want. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I love that, and it really carries
0: across in your show as well. You guys are very supportive people. You support each other, but like, I don't know. I have felt support and love from you guys, and oh, you yeah. are. So fun to listen to talk about movies. You described it exactly right. It's a conversation. And I I just, I tune in every week and I love it. In fact, listeners, you should tune into all of their episodes, but especially their most recent one because it features yours truly, yours ghoulie. Me, Mm. they had me on the show and I'm so (laughs) happy and touched for
1: that. And it's such a fun episode, yeah, like, oh my fun. God, it was amazing. I loved just filming that was great, and uh, I can't wait for it to be released, yeah, so it wait. should be should be well, out,
3: yeah,
2: it'll be out by the time this one comes out, so but we can't wait as this recording <laughs> that
0: <makes laughs> that's sense. right. These boys have a YouTube channel as well, which is on the distant horizon for me, but it's so <laughs> it's it's so funny when I record my episodes, I don't focus on my my camera like my self-camera at all and yeah. suddenly i found myself on your show looking at my like doing the stupid annoying thing that people do when they're on zoom calls or whatever like fixing my eyebrows or trying to like be cute uh, i'm a
1: mess
2: i i do the same thing and yeah. it's funny if you watch you catch me and i'm just like hey he's like
1: filling himself in the camera like damn yeah. i look good. mugging into the camera <laughs>
0: i love it that's so funny so funny well uh i love to start out my episodes by asking how was your week was your week a trick or a treat oh
2: mine's a trick man i <laughs> am in the middle of moving right now and it's just been so fucking stressful i'm not ready for it but i am ready for it and i just wanted to just be over be in our new place and start fresh and brand new but the stress from here until then is just horrible
1: it's gonna be a trick now but a treat later a treat later exactly yeah what about you john uh for me i would have to say it's a treat i've been having a pretty good week um like i've been leaving work early which is nice <laughs> <laughs> but then also like at home even though the moving is stressful like you know i've been spending time with my girlfriend and just you know with carlos sometimes and we just have we've been having a good week i don't know i feel like it's been a good mood i haven't had anything to complain about
0: that's great. You guys are so cute. You live together. You work together. <laughs> you have a podcast together. I love it. I think it's, yeah. yeah.
1: We have, we're a married couple. That's it. We
0: might as well be. <laughs> That's great. That's so great. God, my week, um, I hate to say trick, but it's, it's a little bit of a trick. Tonight at work was just a lot. Uh, listeners, if you go to a restaurant two minutes before we close, You're an asshole. Yeah. Sorry. I I will, (laughs) I will, I will welcome you into my restaurant up until 15 minutes before we close. Anytime after that, we're already shutting down. Like we're trying to get out. You are not only holding your server there or your bartender there, you're holding an entire kitchen staff there Mm -hmm. who has to stay ready for your order. And Mm -hmm. then, You're holding a dishwasher there who has to wait until you're finished with your fucking ice cream bowl so that they can wash it and go home to their families. Mm -hmm. I think I really need to get out of the service industry.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's just it sucks. There's people like that. They're just so privileged. And then they're immediately like, oh, they'll just treat us and then they'll leave. No, it takes a while. It's a process yeah. to leave. Yeah,
0: like, it's understand. not like I can walk out the door as soon as you walk out the door. Exactly. And
1: here's the thing.
0: If you've never worked in a restaurant, I guarantee you, you don't think about it. You don't realize it.
1: Yep. So that's why I'm sharing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good to know. It's good to know. People need to empathy for the, for the service industry, for sure. Yeah, if a
2: place closes in 10 minutes, I will like, well, I'm not going. Yeah, it's not don't worth know. it. I, right. I, the, I hate, I hate doing
1: that. You
0: missed I, your I, shot, right? I don't know. So it's actually it's one thirty in the morning right now, and I am so grateful for you guys to oh, show man, up. I and I mean, you're night owls too. Yeah, we're yeah. vampires, creatures <laughs> of the night. <laughs> we live <laughs> in the shadows. What sweet music they make. Uh, I. Can't wait to talk about this movie, but first, I love to give some recommendations or some like not recommendations to my mm-hmm. listeners. These are spoiler free, right? I want to yes. talk about what you guys have watched this week that's spooky. Let me know. Let me that's go on
1: Letterboxd spooky. Let quick.
0: me see. We Letterbox.
2: Um, oh, I want to start off with Sick. It just came out Friday the Thirteenth. Um, yeah, how'd you awesome. feel? I actually really liked it. Um, I would, like, I would say that I gave it a four out of five. Uh, I. All I will say is that if you like Scream, I know what you did last summer. This might be right up your alley. I just did not like kind of well, how the twist that it has in the movie.
0: Totally. Awesome. It feels very Kevin Williamson. It's the same screenwriter yes. who wrote Scream. So there's some mm-hmm. incredible, like, big, scary knife chases. That's awesome. <laughs> and yeah. a the lot of really is great. Yeah, good action. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the the latest Scream movie didn't have a single chase scene in it. So I felt a little, and I loved the new Scream movie, Five Cream, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but this felt a little bit like a reward for that. But I agree with you. The last act, like those last 25, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. got muddled for me. It's a short movie, it's only 80 minutes. Like it's not even an hour and a half.
2: But Hmm. that, yeah, that, that little with the yep. thing that they do it's like, eh,
1: so really? i yeah. i do recommend mm-hmm. i highly recommend for
0: sure <laughs> I, I, I liked it
1: a lot the, yeah yeah mm-hmm. um i typically don't watch horror movies by myself because i kind of leave that for the podcast um just because i want to <laughs> have it you know have a genuine conversation with carlos to, during it because he's the horror daddy so pretty much he's that's all he watches yeah. um but the last horror movie that we haven't done in the podcast that i've seen was Deadstream that I really enjoyed. So
3: good. It's so good.
1: very, I was very surprised because it was like the whole YouTuber kind of thing, but mm-hmm. oh my God, I love like the character, the, the designs of the monsters and everything was so fucking cool and so realistic to the YouTuber aesthetic that yeah. I fell in love with it. It was yeah. great. I mean, you got to watch
0: all of the comments that his viewers are giving on the side of the screen because it makes it like so it's so good. I'm actually I'm really trying hard to get Joseph and Vanessa Winter on the show. The they're a married couple who wrote and directed it. And they also well, I don't want to give anything away, but um, I love them so much. They directed the final sequence in VHS 99 as well. Oh,
2: yeah. Which one was that one?
0: That's the one in hell. Yeah.
2: Oh, I like actually like that one.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was yeah. cool. They have this great sense of humor and I've listened to them interview on podcasts and it's just amazing listening to them talk about working together and mm-hmm. how it's super helpful and sometimes it's not, but you know um, <laughs> but that movie blew me away. I didn't know anything about it. It's one of the, I think I think it was on my top five list yeah. of favorite yeah. movies from that last really year. Good. Mm-hmm. Real good. Oh, cool. I'm glad you like I saw Skinnamarink. Oh, I went how, how was it? Friday night, Friday the 13th. All right, guys. I have so many opinions about this movie. I wrote, <laughs> I write, I, like re- I write movie reviews for spoiler reviews.com. And I, I had a really difficult time expressing my feelings. I do not like the movie. Oh, but I can't stop thinking about it. Ooh, and I write, I bit like, I recommend it. This movie uh, so what happened at my screening was it was at the IFC film center. So the independent film channel has a movie theater here in New York in the West village. Oh, sweet. And there's a lot of talkbacks from directors and writers and actors all the time. This one had a film critic for a very well-known horror website that I will not divulge because I'm so <laughs> mad at her. And she got up before the movie and she told us the tone of this film. She spoiled moments she talked for 15 minutes and Uh. it's like this is a movie that i watched the trailer and i thought the trailer was amazing it really scared me. the trailer scared me and i purposely avoided any reviews and anything i knew looking at it like this is going to be bizarre it's going to be something very different i don't want anything spoiled and this woman just stood up there and told us i mean this movie you cannot let somebody tell you about it And it's not even for spoilers. It's because every person is going to have a different experience watching it. It's not about having a linear plot. It's not about a driving narrative. It's not about characters. It's about how it makes you feel. And listen, it's an hour and 40 minutes and it's too long in my opinion, but also because it's so long and because it's an hour and 40 minutes of literally almost nothing happening, it lets you sink into this space. It I almost I described it as ASMR for horror movie snobs in my review. <laughs> it does an incredible job of reminding you of when you were a little child and you were in your home and it's nighttime and the lights are off and your imagination starts to run, right? And you mm-hmm. like just remember as a kid laying in bed and like maybe you see a face across the room or you, it, it instills this sense of powerlessness that a child has over its imagination. Yeah, and then also yeah. the whole time, is it an imagination that's happening or not? <sighs> I It's going to be streaming on shutter soon. A lot of critics are saying you need to see it in a movie theater. I strongly disagree. Really?
2: Yeah. I heard, I don't know if the director really said this. This is just what I heard on. Some, on a, I forgot what podcast I heard it, but they said that you should watch it on a laptop
0: sure yeah i would say a laptop laptop or like Mm -hmm. in my review i said like put your phone in the other room turn off all the lights build like a blanket fort and watch this movie alone Mm -hmm. and uh, like commit yourself to it allow yourself almost like think all right this director is asking a lot of his audience to sit through an hour and 40 minutes where basically nothing happens right Mm
3: -hmm.
0: but like one review It might have been Vulture said, approach it as though you might a seance, right? With this open mind where you are going to let something spooky happen. And I I do agree with that. I just don't think that it should be in a movie theater. I think wait until it's on streaming and uh, and really commit. Put your phone away. Don't even have it as a a temptation, because if you're on your phone, you're going to be distracted and you're not going to feel it.
1: I kind of like that a lot. Like, yeah, I, I, it's very different because I find it so hard for me to find a horror movie where nothing happens. It's just, just about your own self experiencing this movie. Like, we don't get that a lot. Like, no. we're always getting a lot of jump scares or very on-the-nose horror. And, like, seeing something like that or hearing something like that kind of makes me excited for it.
2: Yeah, I, I'll do that challenge. I'll watch it alone with it
0: i don't
1: want to i don't want to hear you crying bitch
0: oh you know, no i mean dog. all right I grant, <laughs> I, I, I grant you guys permission you can watch it together but i just mean don't you know it's not like a put it on at a party and let people talk through a kind of movie no, no, you no, know no, like no, you I, guys i know will sit through and like want to experience it
2: i'll put away my phone i'll put away my, i promise
0: i i just think it's a bizarre movie i think that it's interesting to see what horror cinema can do and when mm-hmm. i say i don't like it it's like it made me so uncomfortable and in fact I won't lie. The last two nights I have slept with the hallway light on. Um, Cause when it's time for me to. So when I was a kid, I would turn off the lights and run and jump into my bed so that the monster under the bed couldn't grab me. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: I used to do. Yep. The light. Friday
0: night. Yep. When I got home, <laughs> I had that same like infantile urge to be like, I have to get in bed right fucking now. It's so dark in here. I'm going to be safe under my sheets. It gave me, I don't know, man, a lot of people are going to hate this movie and that's fine.
2: That's funny you say that because I that still happens to me sometimes. I live in a two story house, and sometimes I forget that if I close the door or not, so I'll go downstairs, make sure all the doors are locked. Yeah. And like, sometimes I get these chills that somebody's behind me or watching me, and I'll just start walking really fast. <laughs> like, call Dude, my this movie's like, gonna fuck here. you up. <laughs> yeah.
1: That happened to me when I watched, I think it's Gon- *Gonjima Asylum*. Oh yeah. The Korean uh, fi- uh, li- uh, what is it called? Uh, Found footage. footage film. I don't know. In- Oh, it's it. Oh. I think it's a great movie. It's kind of like that stream where it's like a like, like YouTubers or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're streaming at an ins- insane asylum. Wow. I think Yeah, it's on shutter. I think, it, shutter. It, mm-hmm. I think okay. last time I was there. Um, Check it. yeah, and that movie just made me feel so strange. And I remember watching it by myself. It took me a little while. And then in my, when I leave my room, right in front of me is my, the door to my bathroom, and it's just pitch black. And I remember just sitting there staring at it and seeing someone just sitting there. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need to go pee. I'm fine. <laughs> just went back to my bed. This fucking movie. And the friend that I saw it with, we came back to my place
0: and we watched uh, Sick. And then we watched Friday the 13th part four because it was Friday the 13th. And he looked down the hallway of my apartment. and He was like, Ricky, your hallway looks so much like the movie, like in Skinner oh, So no. now <laughs> it's when I fucking t- go to bed every night. That's all I can think is like oh i live in skinnamarink
1: skinnamarink <laughs> is gonna get me
3: <laughs> it's
1: tainted your whole apartment place is just tainted now basically
2: right, we do have a dark hallway in this house too and his room is the one at the end
1: yeah oh man
0: all right well i want to talk about the movie at hand Uh, I'll I'll take a moment to introduce it. So horror daddies on their show have been doing all of the classic universal pictures. So Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. I was on their Wolfman episode and they happened to do the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi. And they weren't thrilled with it. Understandably, like it's iconic and it's recognizable and it has some really great elements. But as a whole. It it's kind of. It's forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it, I, I don't disagree. I think that of of all of them, it's kind of the the weakest in terms of filmmaking and storytelling. But yeah. I love the story of Dracula, mm-hmm. and I really wanted it's my love language to share movies that I adore with other people, and. So, like, this is how you guys know I love you. I was, I wanted to share this movie that I think is really, really good, and I hope you liked it, too, with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dracula is the most, it is the horror novel with the most film film adaptations, which I think is very interesting. There are so many different iterations. This film, 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, is the truest to the novel out of any version. And it takes liberties and it adds quite a bit to it, but it really beefs up the story, in my opinion. I just want to know, because I don't know yet, did you guys like this movie? So you-
2: I, I, I did like it but way better than the one I've seen. Um, I just thought it was too long.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it as well. I, did, I think there's so much to appreciate about it. Mm-hmm. My thing was that it felt like too much was happening. Because mm-hmm. there's so many characters there that I'm like, why are you even here? Like, too many. And I I was trying my best to like just just try and grasp it, but sometimes I felt lost and I'm like, where, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And then it would just cut to scenes and it nothing happens and I'm like, okay, what's going on? But the aesthetic of it, way I feel like it's gothier and stronger than the original Dracula. And the dramatics. it's super dramatic, but in like the best way possible. Yeah. And I mean, young Keanu Reeves. I mean, nothing yeah, can go wrong man. with that. Kitty. And yeah, but it, I think it's a, I think it's a great adaptation. And I actually did enjoy this way more than the original, yeah, for and sure. I
2: do like that they changed some of the stuff that happened in the original, and they kind of changed it here, mm-hmm. kind of with the story of Redfield and Jonathan. Um, I do like the the Lucy stuff that's happening. Oh, Lucy's movie.
1: an icon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lucy is the best part of this movie. Yes. <laughs> well, Gary um, Oldman's the best part of this movie. Lucy's second. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I, I did enjoy it. I just felt like it was just a bit too long. I feel like you can cut some of it down and it'll be such a tight, great movie. Mm-hmm. So I get good. that. I think
0: that the so third fun. act takes its time a lot because yeah. it starts out so big and so strong and your jaws on the floor like what the fuck did I just yeah. watch yeah. and it, I think it maintains that pace and then I think that it, about three quarters of the way through there's a lot of talking and yeah. then I think it really picks up again for the ending
2: I just, I just feel like there's too many men and I'm like are you is everyone trying to fuck these girls that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I mean I'm here for the Texan but uh, but I to- saw him <laughs> first
1: <laughs> You did. you did but um, then it's like why are you still here
2: right but i also will say i do appreciate that anthony hopkins wants to be in this movie even because he did not want to be in the wolf he's Man. the bella lugosi he actually,
1: he's <laughs> a modern modern bella lugosi
2: yeah he wanted to be
0: in there <laughs> he yeah he really phones it in in the remake of the wolfman big time yeah that's what carlos told me i was yeah. like oof. But he's great in he's, this movie. Yeah. So Liam Neeson wanted to play Van Helsing Ooh. so bad.
1: That's interesting.
0: Anthony Hopkins had just won the Oscar for Silence of the Lambs and he could, mm. pl- he had carte blanche. Okay. He could play any role he wanted in Hollywood. He was yeah. the hottest, you know, and he wanted to play Van Helsing. So Liam Neeson got nicked.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be interesting with Liam Neeson. Like, I love Neil Neeson, but. Anthony Hopkins literally was like the best part of this movie for sure. I think
0: Anthony Hopkins understood how operatic and almost melodramatic this movie is, mm-hmm. and he ran with that. Yeah. You know? He's so yeah. weird and creepy mm-hmm. and funny. And yeah, he's
1: hilarious. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he's humping the Texan and he's like, <laughs> She's a bitch of the devil. <laughs> Dracula's bride like how he dismisses things like nothing nah. like it's just he's so great oh yeah like, Lucy's funeral and he yeah. tells Dr. <laughs> Seward I need some
0: medical instruments and Seward's like oh for an autopsy no I just want to cut off her head and remove her heart and he says it as though there's nothing wrong with that
1: <laughs> this is so and Seward great.
0: just Wait. Seward all right Dr. Seward's eye rolls and his like Seward's sassy as fuck when he sees Lucy in her ridiculous. Re- ridiculous wedding dress and she goes do you love it his face is like what the fuck are you wearing
2: <laughs> so is it Sue? okay is it pronounced seward in the original tool
0: it is
1: seward oh not c word not c <laughs> i know you're dracula
2: it's such a I funny moment swore, i could have sworn i heard
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like that sounds terrible
0: <laughs> well why don't we go into the cast of characters then yes while we're here we have gary oldman playing dracula this is gary oldman's first big american role he beat out a million people for this alec baldwin which would have been (gasps) awful wow oh my god i love alec baldwin he is not dracula he's not a character actor uh daniel day lewis i think is the only other person on the list who could have done who could have done a decent job winona Ryder. Plays Mina Murray. She also plays Elizabetta, which we'll get to in a minute. So a little bit of history. This screenplay was started in the 70s. And it took the screenwriter a decade to get this thing finished. And it was going to be made for television. Winona Ryder happened to read this particular screenplay. And she wanted it, right? She's 19 years old. She's been playing these children for her entire career, right? In two, I think it was two years, she came out with five movies. She was Jesus. everywhere. She was um, exhausted. She was supposed to star in Francis Ford Coppola's Godfather 3. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. She was going to play the daughter, and she backed out. And it kind of caused a rift between them, and she was worried that she would never work with him again. She brought him this screenplay, and he fell in love with it. And so it ended up not being on TV. He helped doctor it up a little bit. And obviously, Winona Ryder starred in it. Wow. Uh, We have Anthony Hopkins as Professor Abraham Van Helsing, Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker. Coppola wanted Johnny Depp in this role. He had. Yeah, he and Winona had just done *Edward Scissorhands*. They were dating in real life.
1: Yeah, I told you. I literally we (laughs) we mentioned how like the Dracula looked like Johnny Depp, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure Winona Ryder was dating Jonathan or Johnny Depp at this time.
0: Yeah, they were the studio refused. They wanted a bigger star. Keanu was a big deal at the time. And so they went with him. He has been criticized and ridiculed for his performance in this yeah. movie for decades now. Yeah. His excuse is that he was exhausted. He was, he too was doing movie after movie. Uh, he's given a couple really solid performances. I think he's great in my private Idaho. And I think he's great in the devil's advocate. Other than that, I mean, he just kind of does what he's paid to do and he does it well.
1: Yeah, he I I used in high school I had a uh I took drama for like 3 days and my teacher was like I this performance looks like Keanu Reeves whole career and I was like, "Oh, that's a compliment." She's like, "No, it's terrible." Uh, and I never I never understood that until I watched this and I was like, "Oh, that's that's what she meant." Cuz yeah. he does kind of play kind of like a weird, I don't know. He's not that great of an actor. He's like
2: Anthony Hopkins in Wolfman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but he has solid performances.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, he has a terrible British accent. He's awful. Yes! Um, the first thing that I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Richard E. Grant as Dr. Jack Seward. Carrie Elways as Lord Arthur Homewood. So the dude from Saw and the dude from uh, <laughs> The Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just think of, I'm a doctor.
0: <laughs> oh. He was. Billy Campbell as Quincy P. Morris, the Texan. Sadie Frost in her film debut as Lucy Westenra. We have Tom Waits playing Renfield. So Tom Waits was is a very famous uh singer, kind of a blues, a little bit of country. He's got this like really raspy singing voice, and uh his music is very emotional. Oh, Even okay. if you don't care for his style of music, you are moved by his his performance, you know? Well, he's, in oh. the, he's in the outsiders. I've seen that. Oh, yeah. good you. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say those are our Those are our biggest cast members. As I mentioned, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, he did a string of book adaptations where he put the author's name in the title. Uh, The full name of The Godfather is Mario Puzo's The Godfather. He did Mm -hmm. John Grisham's The Rainmaker, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I think it's really cool that he gives credit where it's due. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. I I also
0: think that 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 was his way of saying this film will be much closer to the book than what anybody Mm -hmm. has seen before.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: the film won three oscars in my opinion it should have won five it won best costume design yeah. eiko ishioka does a fucking phenomenal job with the costumes in this yeah. movie. Yeah. she took a lot of inspiration from uh art from all over the world paintings you can You there are paintings that are you look at them and you're like oh that's dracula's gold like metallic robe love that one that i i love his like red kimono with the when yeah. you first see him with the dragons on it. So good.
1: And the Winona Ryder, the green one, is really oh, yeah. beautiful too.
0: It really is. I also like Dracula's gray suit with the blue sunglasses. Yes. yes.
1: It looks so, so good. cool.
0: She also did the costumes for The Cell with Jennifer Lopez.
2: I haven't seen that one, but I've s i have
1: Oh I have it on VHS actually. Oh you do. Yeah yeah I had a mystery <laughs> box and that was one of them. So
2: cool. <laughs> but I see the red dress in that movie.
0: It looks yeah. beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Yeah mm-hmm. uh, you if you watch it you see the similarities. I might be wrong. I think she was nominated for an Oscar for The Cell.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe she's killing it. Yeah.
0: Uh, it won Best Makeup. Greg uh, Cannon, yeah, Michelle Burke, and Matthew W. Mungle. Incredible makeup. Mind-blowing. And such a great job of allowing the actor to still express like emotion. Yeah. Even though they're covered in latex, actually Gary Oldman was hospitalized. He had a latex allergy, which has always been my excuse. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, but really, he got really sick. Um, oh damn, for him, it was nominated for best art direction and set decoration. I don't know what beat it, but fuck that yeah. movie because this movie, the art and the 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 set direction, set decoration, and the art direction is mind-blowingly cool
1: yeah you're like completely immersed like how how perfect they captured every little detail and And nothing ever feels like a set
0: it's a little bit by or by accident uh the studio had kind of a lack of faith in coppola at this point in his career coppola's own production studio was failing Mm-hmm. And so they they couldn't get the budget to actually film in Transylvania or to actually recreate the streets of London outdoors uh, because they didn't want to risk weather, you know, or anything that's expensive to delay. Mm-hmm. So everything was fil- built on sound stages, everything, even when they're riding horses past the trees at the end of the movie. That's all indoors. Gotcha. The original special effects crew. Coppola was very specific. He wanted the movie to feel as though it came from the time that it, it takes place. Okay. So he wanted as few like digital effects as possible. He wanted everything to be in camera and practical. The only like non-practical effects is the blue flames. And we'll talk about those a little bit later. Everything else. Like when Keanu Reeves is riding the train past the red mountains and he sees Dracula's eyes, That's all in real. They projected like they had this. I mean, there are behind the scenes tapes of how this was all captured. It's mind blowing. He's like riding past this diorama on a fake train. And then they projected Gary Oldman's eyes looking down at him. It has almost it adds to the operatic factor of the movie. It makes it like. It like you said, it's in its own world. Mm -hmm. And it makes everything that's fantastical and bizarre that's happening feel Normal because it looks like the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's it's an easy movie to if anything looks fake or out of place, it could completely take you off from the movie. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to put all of it into the set design.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, the movie that beat it. Sorry, I googled it.
0: It was yeah. Howard's Howard's End. Oh,
2: never heard I've of it. S-
0: I've seen that movie. I don't think it deserved that. Yeah. <laughs> and that Bram Stoker's Dracula
2: was literally second. Damn. Place. That sucks.
0: That's that's disappointing. The other Oscar I think that it should have won, it wasn't even nominated, is uh Wojciech Kilar's score. The music in this movie mm-hmm. is so good. Mm-hmm. I will put this like I'll put the score to this movie on and clean my house to it. I fucking love it. I actually <laughs> alright. I have to tell the story. I have a story about the music in this movie. When I grew up in Arizona, in Phoenix, and it's the desert, right? There's nothing to do in the desert. So mm -hmm. we would find little areas in the middle of nowhere in Arizona, and we would go sit in my car and listen to scary music and turn off all of the lights and just try to scare ourselves, right? So (laughs) I've done that, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I had put together a mixed CD of scary songs or scary music and we go out it's like four of us i think we we might have still been in high school we might have just graduated we drive out into the middle of nowhere we're in the desert we're kind of like a little bit off-roading but not quite you know and turn off the lights and i start playing the music from this movie and it's the music that plays during the ship scene when the ship is coming to London. And it's the drums going like, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. And then the horns come in and they're like, da-da! And it's so bizarre. So we're getting creeped out because the only light anywhere is like the clock in my car, right? The digital mm-hmm. clock. Yeah, 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 I turn on my headlights and we have somehow found ourselves in like a tarantula nesting zone. What the- I'm not exaggerating. There must have been a hundred tarantulas on the ground. They were on the, they were on the hood of my car. We're all screaming. I don't know. I didn't know this many tarantulas like existed in Arizona.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy.
0: So I start, I start the car. And so the headlights get even brighter and there's more tarantulas and we're driving. And all I can imagine is that I'm driving on top of tarantulas. Meanwhile, Nobody's turning this music off. <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: you have your own little score happening. <laughs>
0: we have this terrifying, bizarre score happening while we're being attacked by horny
1: mating tarantula. Holy shit, that is horrifying. That
2: we'll be in the new Arachnophobia.
0: Just, <laughs> the scene just like
1: that. They accidentally, they start playing a score for yeah. Dracula. <laughs> I agree. Oh, that's so great.
0: I agree. Also, Annie Lennox from the band Eurythmics was approached to write... A, you know, a romantic theme song to the film, and she composed and performed the song Love Song for a Vampire. It's on the film's soundtrack, it plays during the credits. It was actually pretty high on the charts in the UK, it did really well over there. very beautiful. It's very Annie Lennox. I'm actually, I'm so excited. She is reuniting with Euryth- like Eurythmics is reuniting and going on tour soon and I gotta be first in line to get a ticket. I fucking love Eurythmics. I love Annie Lennox. But anyway, the song's gorgeous. Alright, well, I think it's time to dive into telling the story. Going, uh, you know, Let's uh, let's analyze this movie. So the movie starts out, and Anthony Hopkins is our narrator, and he's telling the story of Vlad Tepish, or Vlad the Impaler, who is obviously commonly understood to be the inspiration for the character of Dracula. Yeah. Mentions that his land is being invaded by Turks. What he's referring to, is referencing, is the Ottoman Empire invading this area of the Romanians, and. Draculia. So the word Dracula, I'm going to, there's so much history that I am such a nerd (laughs) about. I wrote this really big paper in high school. The word Dracula means dragon. So the commonly understood Vlad, his father had the nickname Dracula. Vlad had the nickname Draculia, which means son of the dragon. Gotcha. Right. Known to be a bloodthirsty, really brutal person who would like, Cut off his enemies' heads and boil them in pots, and he would skewer them, and impale them. And known for being ex- excessively violent, right? Oh, it sounds like a nice guy.
2: Yeah, I love it. Imp- <laughs> Impaling—do you think it was raw? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely, in those days, for sure. In the, in this film, we have Gary Oldman playing this character in really cool red armor. Winona mm-hmm. Ryder is playing his wife at this point in the 1400s. Yeah. Elisabetta, and they say goodbye, and he goes off to war, and this whole sequence is done with shadows in front of a cyclorama with red lighting, and so theatrical.
1: So beautiful. So cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, And I love his helmet.
2: It looks like Batman, but it's like, yeah, yeah. With, like,
0: the ears, and it's Mm -hmm. real, real cool. There is a costume piece in the cell that has that same kind of texture that almost Mm -hmm. looks like muscle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So... He's off to war. We see him win a battle uh, pretty victoriously. This is referencing a real battle that took place at night. They didn't quite win it, but they did a lot of damage in real life. So Mm -hmm. they have won. But the Turks uh, send shoot an arrow at his castle with a letter attached to it saying that he has been killed. They do this to mislead Elisabetta. Now, this actually happened. Uh, His wife read a letter that uh that they were coming and in order not to be captured she actually committed suicide
1: Ah, oh, oh, damn. Man, she said you're not taking me i'm taking yeah. myself out yeah. that's crazy in,
0: in real life now in the movie they say that dracula has been killed and out of heartache she throws herself out of the top of the castle and into the river yeah this that's is cool. going to be a hard movie to describe without describing also every single visual amazing like yeah. moment that's going on with it <laughs>
2: So when I, when I first saw it, I didn't catch what was happening, I guess. And I was like, damn, she couldn't just wait for him to come back. She just had to kill herself. <laughs> She's like, I'm tired. It's only been five days.
0: <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's what happened. That's
2: why she, okay, now I get why she Can't idiot. live without
0: that D
1: from D. <laughs> I, I
2: get it. I get it. She could have waited.
1: Yeah, A little, a little over a the top, longer. but I get it. It's like, I understand. Yeah, yeah, like, she was very heartbroken. She was lied to. Yeah, exactly. She, she didn't did.
2: have no uh find my iPhone on him, so <laughs>
0: uh Vlad returns from battle to find that Elisabetta is dead and mm-hmm. he has a meltdown.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But I mean I love, it's one on a rider.
2: It's one on a rider one. Two, I do love the visual of the cross and everything bleeding, and she's just dead on the ground and it's all like around her. It was that was very poetic for me. I love that it It's real
0: cool the moment when he like denounces God, mm-hmm. his acting alone like he throws his body around very viciously uh, and denounces God in that moment. you know, he went to war in the name of God mm-hmm. right to protect kind of the Roman Catholic Romanian Catholic ideals, essentially, and now God has let
1: this happen and he's like, "Fuck off, I don't need you." Yeah, no, it's totally, you totally get it. And what I do like about this movie is that it kind of makes you feel really bad for him. Mm -hmm. Like from the get go, it's like, oh, he has like a tragic story.
2: Yeah, I, another thing that I got from this opening that I feel like may may have inspired this movie was this opening kind of reminded me a lot of the mummies with Brendan Fraser, the way it opens. Daddy? Yeah, yeah, Daddy. Um, daddy, <laughs> it gave me a lot. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, this is kind of
0: like the mummy, but it's Dracula.
2: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I wonder if it's, it's supposed to be in the same universe. That would be really cool because that's what it felt like.
0: I get that. It's got the really dramatic backstory, and yeah. it kind of happens over montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
2: and someone kind of reading to you what happened and it's like they, a story. Yeah, yeah. it felt really cool.
0: Someone telling the story who will then appear in the movie later. Exactly. <laughs>
2: I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> was it he just at
0: the beginning? <laughs> right. Anthony Hopkins plays the priest who's watching over yeah. Elizabeth, yeah, yeah. which is kind of cool, right? Because mm-hmm. if Van Helsing is chasing after Dracula, it makes sense that perhaps in another life, he was there at the present, present at the moment that he denounces God. Yeah. yeah. None of this is in the novel, by the way. <laughs> oh, this, okay. This was all added. So the whole love story with Mina and her being Elizabeth reincarnate is all added. But I think, like you said, it gives him these redeeming qualities. It makes you he's he's still a monster. He's still an evil, you know, beast and creature. But like. There's also a romance to him as well. Yeah, you, know? you can sympathize in a human level.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's the opening sequence. It's pretty fucking intense. Yeah,
1: yeah. I will say Renona are going jump really high up for her to have just a little bit of blood in her mouth.
2: She landed in water.
1: <laughs> but like, that's that's a wall you're hitting at that point. I yeah, know. when you land in water,
0: don't your organs keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I was it's really... making a
2: joke because I was like, she landed in water. She landed <laughs> in water. What a <laughs> terrible way to die. <laughs> My thing is, who went all the way down there to get her, bring her up there, just to be like... Man, hey, look, look, there are, there are, there. are there.
0: a lot of stairs in this castle. This castle yes. <laughs> is yes. right. super Everyone high. take them to get her. Like. And, and her Dracula hair was can, dry. He cannot fly at this point. He can't <laughs> <No>. fly yet.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Her hair was dry. Her dress was dry. It was wet. <laughs> oh, it was wet. It was wet. Oh, you it was can a see little the
0: water bit at the, the, towards the bottom. Okay,
1: then maybe they I was probably
2: just dumped some water on her dress, <laughs> not her face. And they're like, "Okay, we good." Go.
1: I just saw a little bit of blood. I was more yeah. focused on that. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Dracula takes his sword and he drives it into the stone cross yeah. in this chapel area that they're in. And the cross starts to leak blood and he takes a, he cups this blood and he starts drinking it and he's denouncing God. And he, he says something to the effect of the blood is the blood will be the life for me. And so he's yeah. cursing himself and mm-hmm. kind of creating a vampire in that moment. Like I am going to be this demon who drinks blood in order to survive Um, to maybe to fi you. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I I was I was always saying like throughout the this movie was uh, the masculine urge to dethrone God and drink the blood that comes out of that cross like it it just feels so dramatic like, it's very I, um, I find it very relatable <laughs> sometimes it, today right tonight you were like tonight ah, <laughs> why would you let this happen God
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
2: yeah, but, yeah I get I get it I get it I mean I would do the same.
0: <laughs> so we flash forward over 400 years into the future, and Jonathan Harker uh is working as a solicitor. He is basically not a realtor. He's, I guess, he's like maybe the last step in the real estate process. Of like, here are your papers. You have to sign them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I forgot their name, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Carlos is like relatable. <laughs> yeah, I <have> to,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Taking over for R.M. Renfield, who has gone insane (laughs) and is now uh, an inmate in Dr. Jack Seward's insane asylum. So Renfield played played by Tom Waits, who my cat is named after, (laughs) was corresponding with Dracula and had been to Transylvania to work on these transactions. Essentially, Dracula is buying up property all around London. The movie doesn't explain it, but in the book, you are told he's buying property all around so that he will always have a place to run to when the sun comes up. Oh, oh so he's that's near, smart. Because I've
2: noticed if you look at the map, it's kind of in the outer layer. Right. If he's in the center, wherever he's close to, I guess is where he could run to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do like that they kind of switched it up from the original movie and this like Renfield's already crazy. So they don't they so they send Jonathan instead and we kind of get that instead of Renfield. And yeah. you kinda already know the story, so it's like, why see it again?
0: Yeah. I, I do think I I like the depiction of Renfield in this film a lot. Steve Buscemi was offered the role first and he turned it down. Interesting. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool, actually. I you if you don't know the story, I think that you're gonna miss the point, like you're gonna miss what who Renfield is. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: for sure.
0: Right, but and, he has gone mad and he's he keeps saying the master has pro- the master has promised me eternal life and Renfield <laughs> eats bugs. All he basically Dracula has promised him eternal life. He's hypnotized Renfield to a degree or at least brainwashed him to do his bidding. And uh Renfield fucked up and now he's now he's in an insane asylum.
1: Yeah, I do love the the establishing shot for him that it's like the, the upwards camera view and then he mm-hmm. he look like he looks stretched out. And it's it, it looks so interesting, and I'm like, whoa! I've never really seen this before. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I do praise this movie about is the cinematography. The transition, the transitions to different shots are incredible. Um, but his shot specifically was just so cool, mm-hmm. and it looks so aesthetically pleasing. And I do feel like he was underutilized. Like yeah. I felt like he was just there the whole time, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I th- if
0: they did anybody dirty in this movie, it's it's Renfield. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I will say if you don't see the original and you just this is your first one and you don't know nothing about Dracula, you're like, who is this guy? Yep, and why and that's is he it. crazy? Yeah. yeah.
0: So this movie uses a lot of text directly from the book. The book is not a narrative plot. It doesn't say things like, Mina woke up in the morning and went down the stairs and had her breakfast. The book is a series of diary entries and newspaper articles. So you're hearing people tell you what happened firsthand after it happened. Oh. Okay. So like one chapter will be Mina's diary, and then the next chapter will be uh, Jonathan's diary, and gotcha. so or or a letter that Mina sends to him, and so that's why this movie has so many uh, moments of people reading got it what's happening because that's literally all, all the book is they don't do that much anymore Carrie is written in the same way stephen king's carry mm-hmm. is also accounts from people who were there oh that's okay. cool
2: if, imagine you're like dms get turned into a book oh jesus when you die. oh I no <laughs> i don't
1: want we don't. we don't need that out there <laughs>
2: come clap <this>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm sorry
0: no no it's fine you should have heard scared gay when they were on this show (laughs) shout out to scared gay shout out love you boys so jonathan is basically told oh no you have to leave like tomorrow there's no time you have to go get dracula's signature and kind of escort him here and jonathan's like but i'm to be wed to mina (laughs) and his boss doesn't give a fuck so he tells mina she understands Uh right they have this Establishing scene, it's the only scene that they have together until like an hour and 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: I'm like, aren't y'all supposed to get? But I don't know why people back then just rushed to get married. And then we made a good point, it's like they died at like the age of 30, so they gotta rush <laughs> into things.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they didn't make it as long as we do. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan travels to Romania. And his travels there are really cool looking. Like I said, everything was filmed in the scene. So there's a scene, there's a shot where it's, it's his diary is open, but the train is like traveling on top of it. So they Mm -hmm. use like a miniature train behind an actual diary. It's just really cool filmmaking that you don't see anymore. If this movie were made now, it would look like a Marvel movie. Yeah, I it's wouldn't, wouldn't all CG. Have,
2: yeah, I wouldn't have not guessed that. That's that's really cool. How, the time that they took to do those things, those so shots, like yeah, that. and they're so,
0: worth oh, it. I didn't finish mm-hmm. the story. The special effects team that was hired for this couldn't figure out how to do anything that Coppola wanted, so he fired everybody and he hired his son Roman to come on, and Roman figured it out. That's awesome, Roman Bridger. I don't know Roman, Francis Ford Coppola's son. That's a Scream oh. Three reference. Oh, He's oh a reference Roman, yeah, got it. <laughs>
2: Roman Bridger, director.
0: (laughs) Roman Bridger probably could have figured it out, too. True. Mm -hmm. So Jonathan is taking a train. He's writing letters to Mina and a group of we don't say the G word. They are Romani, right? Yeah. Romanian Mm -hmm. kind of people take him as far as they're willing to take him. So the book describes these blue flames and underneath these blue flames, that's where you will find buried treasure. Sometimes if you dig up these treasures, you'll be haunted by a devil for the rest of your life. So there's a lot of superstition that's, that's in the book. The movie never goes into depth, but it shows these blue flames. Uh, yeah. So I think it's cool that it's at least reference, if not explained, uh, it just adds to the mystery of the land of Transylvania, Right.
2: Yeah, I was a little confused with the Blue Flames. I was yeah. like, is that supposed to be a force field that Dracula has? But you right. know, if you're invited, you can go through them. Like, what is the point of this blue stuff?
1: But it's just like a little nod, like, wink, wink. Yeah, we know you read the book. Yeah. 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 But
2: thank you for explaining because I don't read.
1: <laughs> Listen, uh, I, I will, let me recommend
0: audible has yeah. <laughs> a, uh, the audible version is fucking cool. Cause they have a different actor reading each of the different characters. Uh, so like everything, all of Mina's journal entries are read by this actress. Tim Curry reads for Abraham Ooh. Van Helsing. Oh my God. Oh, that's love- incredible. I would love that. And it's really cool. Alan Cumming reads for Dr. Seward. It's really cool. So in the book, Dracula never speaks. You never hear his story. The whole book is other people talking about Dracula, but he never has a chapter of his own. That's okay. so sick though.
2: I might I might then I do listen to audiobooks. I just I can't I
0: listen. highly recommend this. It's such a good fun listen. Uh, I also think that adds to Dracula's mysteriousness is that it's only people talking about him and you mm-hmm. never hear firsthand from him. Uh of course this movie shows a lot of Dracula. So, the Romani people kick Jonathan out of their caravan and they say we are not taking you any further. The night comes quickly here. And so Jonathan's like, what the fuck do I do? And then a really spooky coach shows up with this guy in like a weird mask.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it picks him up by the shoulder and puts
1: him in <laughs> In it. It's a, is that how Grindr dates work? I, 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 he's like, come here, little twink.
0: <laughs> Seriously uh coppola's idea with this was that when you are in the presence of such a powerful vampire physics no longer makes sense and you'll (laughs) see that more and more as we're inside of the castle right physics make no sense in there (laughs) which is really cool like it's effective and amazing he's taken to dracula's castle they pass through some blue flames and then he walks up to the door Mm -hmm. and he doesn't step in at first and then gary oldman I would like for you guys to describe Gary Dracula's appearance.
1: <laughs> it's when you, um when he's first seen little Nicky with the titties on his head, oh my god I, <laughs> I mean <laughs> am I wrong? am I wrong
2: no 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 i I do like it. <laughs> I'm, can I can I confess something to you? I did watch. Yeah. Right after this movie, I started okay. watching
0: the the the, the near, Leslie the parody one. Yeah.
2: And I was like, this is actually the really Mel Brooks Dracula <laughs> Dead and loving it.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I do like the entrance. I do like the way they play with Dracula's shadows
0: because mm-hmm. it's so you cool. Think,
2: it makes you think. Does he have? Does that shadow like kind of has its own personality if you really think about it?
0: And yeah, his shadow will like reach and like his shadow moves on its own. Yeah, uh, and it's really, really cool looking. I
2: just don't get the hair choice for him. <laughs> Why does it look like titties?
0: It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I always like it look like a butt on top of his head. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think it adds a really cool silhouette. Yes. Right. and it mm-hmm. makes him look super not normal.
2: <laughs> I think there might have been going for bat ears, but it just the hair doesn't look like bad. kind of like, kinda it, like it we was,
0: said it was ridiculous. Like a lot of people made jokes about it. I I think it's cool when you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I did. But... I think get used to it after a while. Um it was just like that it was so like aggressive at the beginning i was like whoa that's a lot (laughs) like to say, (laughs) kid, but it does look cool in silhouette if you see it in silhouette like you wouldn't know what the fuck you're looking at like because he has such a boxy body because of the clothing the the long long fingers Mm -hmm. and then like that heart-shaped top where it's like weird looking and you you would be like kind of scared just because you don't your mind can't comprehend what you're looking at yeah Mm
0: -hmm. it's a little bit like old 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 like centuries ago queens queen elizabeth yeah Mm uh and he wears this red silk kimono with gold dragons stitched onto the lapel uh and a really super long train it's just a you picture dracula and it's bella lugosi in a cape and they just went the complete opposite direction in this film and i really respect that and mm -hmm. his face is super pale and he's Mm -hmm. old and like just frail looking yeah looks like you could just push him over is yeah.
2: there a reason why he's like old and frail now, and then later he looks a lot better? The I, book I describes didn't...
0: his ability to change, like make himself appear younger.
2: Okay, Dracula. So Bram
0: Stoker added a lot of elements of werewolf lore mm-hmm. to Dracula when he wrote this book, and just the concept of being a shapeshifter.
2: Okay, okay. That makes
0: so sense. he takes on many forms in this movie. This, I feel like, this is his truest form. Right. Oh, After all these years of, of immortality, perhaps maybe he's not living as he's not eating as well as he used to. <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, like he's trying to get out of Transylvania. The people are afraid of him. This movie and this story really juxtaposes the old school superstitious character of Dracula. Now in this modern world where at the time that this takes place, like I want to 1890, maybe mm-hmm. science is starting to take over. And so technology is becoming more prevalent. And so you're going from ghost stories and superstition into light bulbs and electricity. And so Dracula moving to London is a little bit of like, he has to keep up with the times because he can't keep going the way
1: that he has been for 400
0: years. Okay. That That makes sense. That makes more sense.
1: And that's what I think. I think this movie just doesn't explain a lot of it because it's kind of assuming like, you know, the the lore. Mm -hmm. So here you go. And it feels like a lot if you don't. No. I
2: just thought he bit someone and we just didn't see and it made him younger or yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Dracula
0: invites Jonathan in and feeds him dinner and gets really fucking weird. And of course he recites the famous line. Jonathan says, Do you want some wine? And he says the famous line, I never drink wine. Mm-hmm. But I That's also great. I've also kind of had this theory too of if wine is the blood of Christ, mm-hmm. he's certainly not going to drink that. I don't think it's, like, purposeful, but it's on my mind. So Dracula is showing Jonathan all of these, like, areas around London that he's buying up property. And Jonathan asks him about his history, and he gives a little bit. The book, he goes, like, on and on and on about where he's from and who his people are. In this, it's not as long. But Jonathan makes a little bit of a joke about, like, oh, well, those wars didn't end well. And Dracula is not happy with that. and He freaks the fuck out on him. He's super mad. And then Dracula sees a picture of Mina that Jonathan has. And it's this cool moment where like his shadow brushes across a quill pen and the ink, like the shadow makes the ink spill on the table. And then it like spills over Mina's picture and she's surrounded by darkness. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But he recognizes her and says, oh, like it essentially tells a little bit of the story of his Elizabetha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he takes Jonathan to his room. <laughs>
1: Hey boy, sit uh, right here. I'll take I'll take good care of you. He tells him if you
0: if you do intend to leave these quarters, do not fall asleep anywhere but here.
2: I wonder why. <laughs> is this the scene where he kind of grabs him from behind and is talking to him? And I was like, this is kind of.
1: I think when he's shaving, it's right?
2: When he's shaving, right?
1: So yeah, there is the scene
0: where Jonathan's shaving in the mirror and Dracula comes in the room behind him. So Gary Oldman was fucking hammered when they filmed this scene. He That's was awesome. drunk yeah. off his ass. He's been sober now since like 1997. But back in the day, he used to get arrested all the time. Oh, shit. For... So when I got sober, I looked up which celebrities are sober and I was really interested <laughs> in their stories, right? And yeah. so Gary, I read Gary Oldman's and it was really interesting because he was just could barely stand up when they film this and if you look in his you can see it in his eyes and i almost feel like it's when he's his this is the scene where he's the creepiest and it's because he's altered right
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: jonathan cuts himself on the neck shaving and of course it freaks dracula out dracula breaks his mirror and says you shouldn't have such trinkets of vanity Mm. and then he comes up behind him and starts shaving him and the the walls behind him move in closer. did you guys notice that? Yes, yeah, it felt like, like the, tighter, like closer, yeah, the walls homo. you see them literally like get closer and closer and closer. It's real fucking cool,
1: yeah i um, I was telling Carlos like while while we were watching this, it felt really homoerotic, like it was like there was something definitely between them two that felt more than just like, oh, it's just two men yeah. doing business, like
2: no, I was here for it. I was like, oh, this is really sexy. And the whole movie should have been uh Jonathan instead of Mina. Because the way he was holding him and shaving him, and then he grabs the razor blade and then licks it. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Dracula. <laughs> he it's it's a
0: power it's like a very powerful. It's a really powerful, like power scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um D- Dracula's almost establishing dominance over Jonathan. Yes, yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, telling him because Jonathan's wearing a cross. And Dracula says you shouldn't be wearing that. Like don't put your faith in such ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. why don't we for sake of time at we'll keep the chunks about jonathan in the castle we'll talk about them now yeah
3: yeah, yeah
2: and then fine. we'll move
0: on and talk about the girls in london uh just because there's a lot of jumping back and forth yeah,
2: yeah. i'm excited about the girls in london to be honest
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh jonathan is is exploring the castle and he sees these rats walking upside down on the ceiling. And he walks down these stairs and there's like star, a star field under the stairs. Mm -hmm. He opens up a chest full of trinkets and bottles and he opens up a bottle and it drips upward toward the ceiling. So it's all this mysterious shit that happens. The laws of physics don't happen around such a powerful or don't work around such a powerful vampire. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He then finds himself in the presence of Dracula's three brides, and they're really cool in this movie. They've got that, yeah. like, they've just covered in, like, kind of really interesting patterns and kind of coins dripping everywhere. One of them has snakes in her hair. Mm-hmm. I think that comes from Medusa was one of three Gorgon sisters. So I think they're just comparing her to that. Gotcha. But they seduce the fuck out of him. And oh, well, me too. Me I too. this scene. It's, I, so, I, good. it's so good. Mm-hmm. And it's so uh,
1: creepy because it's like, at first it's very sensual and there's a lot happening. Well, they and
2: come from like under the bed, wherever. The bed. He,
1: wherever they like right. rise from inside the bed. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. But then how dark it starts heading and it gets darker and darker. And then all the, these women just turn into creature things. Yeah. And it's so cool and mm-hmm. so interesting. So really cool. Like they it.
0: They end up biting him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know they're everybody's making out with each other and it's really sexy and some of them are a couple of them are topless and yeah uh, and one of them bites him and then dracula literally flies into the room there's like a minor little tiny like spark of explosion and a door swings open and dracula flies in and he says no he is mine you mustn't (laughs) touch him uh and the brides like kind of cower away one of them like two of them kind of combine like their torso becomes
1: one it's really bizarre it's so disorienting. In yes, it, but that's it's the kinda, word. It kind of puts you into Jonathan's position where he's kind of like, "What is even happening?" I know. Yeah, I know. yeah. He's enjoyed it. He he, d- he does he-, in- he does indulge right. He does
0: engage a little bit, but he's also kind of in this weird, powerful place where. Uh... I don't know. You got three hot weirdos all over you. I know.
2: <laughs> and then, I, and then, Daddy walks in. is like, no, he's mine. And I'm like, yeah, I'm his. Sugar yeah, Daddy. he he starts yeah. like
0: cursing in Romanian, basically. Yeah. And then says he's mine. And the the brides back away from Jonathan, and they crawl toward Dracula, and they say, "Are we to have nothing tonight?" And Dracula pulls a fucking baby out, and this baby's yeah. screaming and that crying and you don't see it but obviously the brides eat the baby and there's a really bizarre close-up of jonathan screaming as this happens yeah Yeah. and i'm like where'd you get the baby yeah where
2: did that baby baby come from (laughs) yeah yeah
0: we move on to london uh, Mina is staying with her friend Lucy who's rich as fuck. Lucy is beautiful mm-hmm. and played by Sadie Frost mm-hmm. uh, just long red hair and she is vulgar a little bit, right? Like I love her. She's an icon. I love um, her energy.
2: I love that she has a line of men coming through the house and she doesn't know which one she wants but she's like, I'm gonna fuck one in each other. And I'll pick it's the literally one the
0: BDE. three guys <laughs> in a row walk in and she- <laughs> And they're all they're all very handsome Mm -hmm. and they're all like they would all be a great choice, right? But she's just living this life of oh, I can't possibly decide who I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with and fuck
1: tonight. (laughs) I love that for her. I
2: I I was like, Yes, girl, do your thing. More poles than holes.
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 It's a cool scene because you really see just the differences between Mina and Lucy and also how much they love each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. too. Like, they are very good friends. I don't know how
1: they met each other. But anyway, maybe they went to school together. <laughs> I think they worked together. It's like you and me, Carlos. Because oh. I think I'm definitely Mina. And I'm it's... in love with this toxic yeah. guy. Oh. And then you're over here, like, with the Texan and the, and the, the British guy. And I'm like, yep, that's my bestie. He's <laughs> like a doctor
0: and, like, an investor. And, or I think he's maybe just naturally rich. And then the Texan...
2: Who has a big blade. Yeah. He has more than a big blade. (laughs) She
0: walks up to him and her hand reaches down and she goes, oh, it's so big. And then she pulls out his knife, (laughs) which he carries in the
1: front of his, like, he carries it almost directly in front of his dick for the entire movie. And I love how campy it is. Like, it's like, it's definitely so comedic. And look, the timing is there. I love that.
2: She also has an Arabian Nights book, which I was like, okay. Oh, you're looking at yeah,
1: immortal, yeah looking yeah. at the illustra- the
0: sex illustrations, yeah. they giggle over it, and Mina's like, "Can two people really do such things?" And Lucy <laughs> says, "I did last night in my dreams," and then they laugh together. It's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. and real cute. I love it. So Mina Mina is worried though about Jonathan, and Lucy can sense this, and Lucy shuts down her frivolity instantly. And Mm -hmm. she's there to console Mina. And I think that's so cool that she turns the show off and is like, let me be there for you right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk about Jonathan, you know? Because Mina is able to do that for her a little bit later in the movie. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So Dracula is going to leave. He's going to go to England and he is leaving Jonathan behind. He makes Jonathan write these letters that are basically telling everybody, oh, my work, I have to stay here for longer. Mm Mm-hmm. Mina doesn't buy it. She's like, he feels so cold and unfeeling in this letter. And Lucy's like, I'm sure everything's fine. Meanwhile, so Jonathan is like drained of blood and oversexed by these brides and can't escape. He can barely move. Dracula has his Romani henchmen dig up his earth, like his, his soil, his homeland, uh, because a, a vampire in this story can only sleep in a coffin
1: or in his homeland, like in this in his own soil. Yeah. Oh
2: my god. Uh what we do in the shadow does that.
1: Yeah. It's like yeah. it's only with the soul, which we didn't know if that was like an actual lore thing. Yeah. And it's like they they dig up soil from their homeland and it's pretty cool. To my understanding, it comes from the book Dracula, but he took
0: inspiration from there's this big book of of Romani superstitions that Bram Stoker oh. used a lot of stuff from and combined it all into the story, into the lore of Dracula. Oh, okay. That's
1: interesting. Okay.
0: Same thing with this big, like definitive book of werewolves from the time too. And so he used a lot of the stuff from werewolves in, the, in Dracula as well. Yeah. And that, and that was amazing. Can't mm-hmm. wait to get into that. Dracula boards a ship and one by one, the crew starts getting sick. Mm -hmm. and disappearing and so it's you hear anthony hopkins reading the captain's log for the ship and it's like day 20 another man has gone missing and uh, you know morale is low uh meanwhile there are weird bizarre images of like dracula laying down in his dirt inside of a crate and it's almost like he's in like a cocoon yeah Yeah.
1: It, it was like i don't know like it felt like really slimy to me almost like in the matrix where like he comes out of that like shell thing and then mm-hmm. he, he starts kind of clearing up. Right. It was in yeah. this happening. It's like the longer he's in there, it starts clearing up more and more. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I was, I wanted to mention now that we're on the ship, there is a new movie. I don't know if you've heard of it. This coming out this year, which is, I um, know I was going to bring it
0: up too. Yeah. Go on. Tell us all about it. So
2: all I know is that it's called the last voyage of the meter, the Metro, um, and it's basically the whole movie takes place in this voyage of Dracula going from Transylvania to London and the cruise ship starts going missing. Apparently supposed to be super dark and scary. Can't wait. Unlike Renfield, who's going to be the comedy of this year. So right, I'm right. really excited for that one. Cause I was like, yes, give that's me like something. the perfect mm-hmm.
1: seat, like scenario. Yeah. So it's directed I'm really by somebody really
0: it. cool, but do, do you remember who directs it? I think he might be Italian. Andre o- Oredo. All right. I feel like he directed something else that was really cool. Yeah. Anyway. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited so, for that. that I'm amazing. so glad that you knew about it because mm-hmm. it, it looks real cool. Or it sounds cool. Yeah, All right. I'm so sure. the ship is getting closer. And while this is happening, we're cutting back and forth. This is that music that was playing when I was being attacked by tarantulas in the Sonoran <laughs> Desert. <laughs> <laughs> while this is happening, there's a storm a-brewing in London. And Mina and lucy are kind of wandering around this hedge maze at lucy's estate and it starts raining a little bit and they start feeling a little giggly and silly and then they start kissing each other and, I and, like, Ooh, <laughs> and what? they Ooh. look they look up to the sky and dracula is looking down at them and the storm gets bigger and bigger and bigger they can see his eyes in the sky and they are separated it cuts to a little bit later and Lucy is in bed. She's wearing this gorgeous red lacy mm-hmm. lingerie that a woman back then would never wear in a million years, but obviously Lucy will. And it's flowing in the wind and she gets out of bed and her, she opens the the glass doors that go out to her garden and there's lightning and rain, a little bit of rain and the wind is just blowing these red laces all over the place. And she walks into the hedge maze <laughs> and starts wandering around, swinging her arms around like a crazy person. <laughs> Meanwhile, we see the ship, the Demeter, pull up to London. And instantly, a first-person view, like kind of in fast forward, and you hear growling, starts running, 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 running toward me, uh, Lucy's house. And so mm-hmm. they used miniatures for and forced perspective for this scene of him running through London. Okay. And it looks great.
1: Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. awesome. It, it reminded me of a lot of people Dead, like the Sam cam. Like, yeah. It reminded me of that same shot. Oh, it's so beautiful. So, Mina discovers that
0: Lucy's missing in her bed and walks out into the storm as well. And she comes upon something bizarre. Mm. She <laughs> turns a corner and she sees Lucy in her red lingerie on her back on a bench in front of a mausoleum. And Dracula as a wolf man, he's transformed into a wolf man is between her legs, and they are he's fucking her
1: uh-huh. this scene threw me. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, what are we watching what- Because of the conversation we had in our episode, he had a wolf dick <laughs> <laughs> the in the way- in horror Daddy's
0: Wolfman episode, we had a whole conversation, and you need to go listen to it about does a werewolf have a human dick or a wolf dick
2: yeah, but the way he it was kind of hot. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but it's a I know wolf guy. I get it. But the way he like had her up, up, and he was thrusting her, I was like, God, ooh,
1: you What, this,
2: what <sighs> happened? What happened in this? What, where What? are we going with this window?
0: <laughs> and Carlos's life was never the same.
2: <laughs> no, and then he looks over at Lu, uh, Mina, and then it's like, oh, he knows she's watching. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. He's and like, he says, close. he tells her, no, don't see me. Yeah. Uh, and because Lucy, I'm sorry, Mina is terrified watching this, and he, he sees kind of like her veins appear and they illuminate it from inside of her body. And he mm-hmm. says, No, don't see me. And he runs off and vanishes.
1: Yeah, you see like a flash of like his old self. Yeah, you can yeah. see like, mm-hmm. like on the werewolf's head. The werewolf design. Is pretty fucking awesome. It's It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love, and I think in our conversation we had in our episode was like, this is like, I feel like such a cool creature design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With still human features. And it's so good. I loved it. I really did love that. Yeah. Cause he has,
0: it's just enough of human facial features, but, and, and still a human like bipedal
1: body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but the shape of a, it's just very well done. Like almost with the traps almost taking over the head, but it looked, yeah. it made him look more like a beast, and it's so cool. I love it. Yeah. It's so sick. I
2: just never thought I would see another werewolf sex scene again. And
1: nah, here we go. Here we are one. again. <laughs> Have you seen the howling? Oh, fuck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Werewolves, so, it's the animal nature in them, I think. Exactly. Uh, they're, not, they're not neutered. I get it. Listen, I get it. <laughs> Alright, so Mina consoles Lucy, and Lucy's like, oh, it was like something just took over my body. I don't know what happened to me. He was watching me, Mina, my soul. And they turn a corner, and then we see him as a wolf, like, look up into the camera and he's breathing heavily. And yeah, instantly cut to something else. This movie works you up and mm-hmm. shows you bizarre imagery, and then it's over, and you're like, What? Yeah, what, yeah, like, what just happened? <laughs> Why am I so turned on right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared, turned on. What is
2: happening? I think it's the the way he grabs the way he grabs it just th- it's,
1: it's very like it's like it's a kind of dominant aggressive. it's very dominant yeah it's okay Carlos <laughs>
0: all right so he does bite her in this moment yes. yeah he does right bite her on the neck in this moment and Lucy's sick like she's not looking good no. Dr Seward and all three of her suitors are kind of worried about her. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, cause she starts so
1: deteriorating Like she looks like yeah. we, we made a joke where, where Nona comes up or Minak walks up to her and goes damn girl you look like shit <laughs> <laughs> she's so used to looking beautiful and everything hey,
2: that dick fucked you up <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah she looks bad
0: yeah I think they don't use garlic I think until Van Helsing gets there so yeah. Dr. Seward says I was a student of this doctor, uh, Doctor Abraham Van Helsing, who knows a lot about these rare, weird diseases, because they think that she's like anemic or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's losing blood, and they can't figure out why. Well, it yeah. turns out every night Dracula's coming to her and drinking her blood. Yeah. So they decide to send off for Van Helsing,
1: and this is where he's talking about syphilis, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, probably. Well, they're, they're
2: talking about uh, blood. Diseases in the blood, uh, pretty much. It's kind of showing you that he knows a lot about blood. Right, right, blood. right. When Bad he's talking, yeah.
0: yeah. When he's talking, like he's giving a
1: lecture. Yeah.
2: yeah. I was just like, damn. I always picture Van Helsing younger.
1: Yeah, because the Hugh Jackman version. a Hugh Jackman, yeah. But right, you know, he's always older. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, is he gonna be young or old? And then as soon as we see him, Carlos, of course he's fucking old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. I wish that had taken you? off as a franchise. I really wish. Uh, I went to Universal Studios in Hollywood when they had a walk through Van Helsing Haunted House, and it oh. was really fucking cool.
1: That's awesome. That's really cool.
0: <laughs> so uh, Anthony Hopkins, the narrator, tells us just like any other creature, any other nighttime creature, they, uh, vamp- a vampire can walk around in the daylight, though his powers are very weak. So we're running with that in this version of the story. Gotcha. And Mina's walking around downtown London. She walks past the Lyceum theater and they are showing Hamlet and it's starring. I cannot remember Isaac something. The guy who's playing Hamlet in actual real life, but Bram Stoker worked for him. He was like his boss at the Lyceum theater. And a lot of Dracula's like characteristics were based on this guy. Gotcha. So that's a cool cool little like nod to Bram Stoker nerddom. But so Mina's walking around downtown London, and it's cool because it, the whole sequence starts out like a silent film and slowly starts to take shape as though we're present in whatever 1890 or whatever year it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I, I made a joke. I was like, oh, so this is what what it looked like back then. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> uh, this is Mina's really cool green outfit. It, yeah, it I'm- really I'm- is very beautiful, and it fits her perfectly yeah
1: she looks incredible and even uh dracula like he he's looked reminded me kind of like a like a 90s rock star almost
2: he doesn't look like he fits in that time era he looks
0: he looks cool but he looks cool as for that time yeah Yeah. (laughs) which i think is on purpose like the blue he wears almost monochromatic gray so Mm -hmm. top hat and three-piece uh and almost monochromatic and then he's got these like indigo blue sunglasses on yeah and yeah. he looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I cannot describe it because Gary Oldman in this role is not necessarily attractive, but he is yeah.
1: sexy as fuck in this role to me. Yeah, it's I, I think the way that he uh projects himself, like he is so yeah. confident and everything. Um, uh, uh, my girlfriend did mention that she he kind of looked like uh Jared Leto and who was the other one? It was Jared Leto and, and...
2: somebody from a rock band. I just forgot. We mentioned a rock
1: band. Oh Led Zeppelin. Okay. Like, Les Zeppelin oh, wow. and Jared Leto combine into one. Yeah,
2: it... it, it I like the look. it does sound it, hot. Yeah, it, I really like the look. And it's like what you say. I don't find him... He's not the most attractive guy. Mm-hmm. But the way he's carrying himself in this scene is kind of yeah. like, okay.
1: Because you had that attraction. And I feel like that's yeah. the Dracula, like power. It's like you mm-hmm. just have this some sort of attraction with him and yeah. you can't help it.
2: And then he goes from the, the old looking dragon in the beginning to this and it's like, Oh, yeah, I'm much better upgrade, baby. <laughs> yeah. <I'm
0: better." laughs> so Dracula presents himself in the daylight to Mina. And while before when he was in his wolf form, he tells her No, don't see me and she doesn't. Now that he is presenting himself as younger, and put together and handsome. He says aloud. Now, See me now. And, you know, now he's ready to start interacting with Mina. And I think that's really interesting. So he tries to introduce himself to Mina and he comes on real strong. And well, not even really strong. He asks her for directions and she goes, you can find a map of London on any street corner. Good day, sir. (laughs) And then she turns a corner and he's standing there again. And he's like, I I was only asking for uh, to find uh, some art and she goes if it's culture you seek London is full of museums why don't you go to one of them she's like really dismissive and mean and he she says uh, he starts like there's an exchange and she goes how dare you speak to me this way are you familiar with my husband shall I call the police and he gets really shy and he's like husband I'm sorry I won't bother you anymore and for some reason this convinces Mina to be like you know what I was mean I'm so sorry let's start hanging out (laughs)
2: I don't get it. It's like, I don't know. He has seductive powers. They make these women in these movies, the the last ones we did. It's like, cheat on your husband. It's okay to do that.
1: It's fine. I mean, she can't help it. He has that power of seduction. He does. He does. And I I, get that. I think it's that push and pull where he's like being mm -hmm. kind of forward with her. And then immediately when he's like, okay, never mind, then she's like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. I kind of like the attention. Yeah. That shit works on me. Uh, Mina in the novel in the book is actually
0: commonly celebrated as a decently written female character from oh, okay. that time written by a man because while she does need to be rescued she also does a lot of the work in f- researching and helping everybody and then she does go to Transylvania in the end with Van Helsing to destroy Dracula like she's not just laying on the couch fainting with the vapors you know Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they start courting each other a little bit they're hanging out they find themselves at almost like a science fair. It's it's a showcase of modern technology. So electric lights and silent, Mm -hmm. like silent pictures. And there's a brief moment where you see these shadow puppets, uh, a silhouette. I got to see those at ate dinner under, under them in like a planet Hollywood. Oh, that's somewhere. It was cool. They weren't like moving, but it was, it was still pretty cool. It was still pretty cool. Uh, During the storm scene, when the ship docks in London, we saw a white wolf escape from the zoo. And mm-hmm. this wife, white wolf shows up where they are, yeah. and it scares everyone away. While this is happening, Dracula gets really aggressive, and he like pins Mina down. And it's this great shot where he looks directly at the camera, and his eyes are red, and his yeah. teeth, his fangs grow out. Yeah. But he's looking directly at the camera, which is bizarre because it doesn't happen any other time in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then he's about to bite her and he can't bring himself to harm her
1: yeah i think in uh i think someone was like why 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 couldn't because even it comes back later in the movie where she really wants him to bring her to that life but he doesn't he can't do it he just loves her too much and i think it's just that it brings back that tragedy story of his that he just as much as he wants to he just can't do it she doesn't deserve that curse
2: yeah he also has three wives at home so he probably can't bring her home (laughs)
0: probably yeah Yeah. i mean what's a fourth so they do continue to spend more and more time together there's a interesting scene where he gives her absinthe and it's very seductive and he's talking about how the absinthe takes over the blood cells and blah 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 blah. well turns out while all of this is happening jonathan is fighting for his life in dracula's castle and he finds a means of escape he like crawls out a window. So when Dracula crawled out a window earlier, he was able to crawl down the side of the building. It's really fucking cool, looking like a lizard. Yeah. I think that's when he res- the wolves are howling, and I- is that when he's he recites the line, "Oh, the creatures of the night, what sweet music they make." It's around that time, I anyway. Think so I think so, yeah, it's yeah. about the same time. Yeah. Jonathan obviously can't crawl down walls, so he just kind of slides down the side of the castle and <laughs> falls into the river.
2: That's right. I was like, what? How is he? Is what?
1: Is yeah, the gravity. It's all it's, fucked it's up the in gravity, there. Yeah. <laughs> He has uh, been found
0: by these nuns, Catholic nuns in Romania. And so they write to Mina and they say, listen, he's like alive and he's going to be okay, but he really needs you right now. He wants you to come here and he wants you to get married to him like immediately. Pronto.
2: So a lot of time passes, I'm assuming, because letters, they didn't really get arrived for like days, maybe weeks later.
0: I would say like maybe months yeah, yeah right because yeah, right. it has to pass it like it has to pass over the ocean in yeah. a boat yeah. in a yeah. ship you
1: know and i think that's the only time ref like you could make some sort of assumption how much time has passed well, it's just yeah
2: because later they show the map how they cut through the countryside on on land but then Dracula's ship would have to go all the way around mm-hmm. yeah so it's like yeah so I was like damn oh she i'm surprised she that's why she didn't wait for him she said fuck <laughs> it he ain't coming back oh he did yeah. he did
0: <laughs> Well, it's almost like when she reads the letter, it's almost like she snapped back into reality of, oh, Mm -hmm. fuck, Jonathan. Yeah. And she Mm -hmm. says out loud, my sweet prince, he must never know about us. Like she says it to herself. Like I have to keep this man I've met, Dracula, a secret.
1: Jonathan's just boring. So (laughs) she doesn't even
0: tell him in person. Jonathan's just boring. Uh, Dracula's waiting for her at dinner and someone brings a letter. Mm hmm. And he reads it, and is this when he cries, and his face is all messed up? Uh... no, that's when he draws that's when he brings the winds, yeah okay think... never mind. They, do they do
2: they do have dinner though together that's
0: well, that was like the absinthe scene, oh, but yeah. then when she tells him when she sends him a letter, like, can't see you anymore, Jonathan's back in my life, I'm leaving right now to go to Romania, yeah, so she does, and she gets there and marries him and it's it's kind of commonly known now because it's all over the internet that they felt so they filmed this scene at the last minute it was a reshoot and they did it at like a uh, like i think a greek uh, greco-roman church in la they used a real priest in this scene and so they think they might actually be technically married that's awesome (laughs) keanu reeves and winona ryder
1: (laughs) fuck it yeah i mean whatever
0: I'm like, li- we never sign li- any papers, but it's at least in the eyes of God that they're married. They might actually be married. <laughs> and that's cute that they're still kind of playful with that. Yeah. Like, that is pretty great. She texts him, like, h- h- Dear husband, hi, husband. <laughs> uh, they have a sense of humor about it. That's awesome. Happy anniversary. Love that for both of them. Mm-hmm. But while all of this is happening and they. uh, Jonathan's hair is turning gray more and more and more by the day Yeah, uh, out of of stress Mm -hmm. it's a stress thing so while this is happening Dracula's like fuck you I'm gonna get revenge and he curses Lucy to a life of being a vampire and he words it really well but uh, you know uh, it's a, a really cool scene he's transformed into the wolf and everyone who's like watching over her at night gets thrown to the wayside by this wolf uh, you can see when carrie always gets thrown to the like thrown to the side you can see the string that hoists him away yeah uh yeah. It, did you notice that it's yeah. not great
1: <laughs> i mean back in the day that's as much as they like, really could do they had yeah. a lot to focus on as well so yeah <sighs> so he bites her And end of sequence.
0: Now, Abraham Van Helsing has arrived. Anthony Hopkins. He is a fucking
1: crazy person. (laughs) Yeah. And he's He's, great.
0: (laughs) So chaotic. He's so everywhere. But also, you can tell he's just very smart. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, he knows what a vampire is, right? He's read up on the lore Mm -hmm. and Uh, at one point, even attempts, well, does a blood transfusion using uh, Seward's blood pumping into her, trying to save her, and then he finds the bite marks on her, and he's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I know what this shit is. Yep.
2: At least we got to see the bite marks in this one.
0: That's true. (laughs) Yeah, but after Dracula has turned her into a vampire, she obviously appears dead, so Mm -hmm. there is to be a burial. Now, Lucy had this entire scene in her ridiculous wedding dress. She's got this giant it's called a rough. It's like basically almost like like when a dog isn't supposed to lick its stitches. Yeah. It, it oh, looks yeah. like an, e-call, an emergency call. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's really extra.
0: Yeah. It's I, I, again, just love Jonathan's reaction to it when he sees it. Uh, but so she ends up getting buried in her wedding gown. Mm hmm. In a beautiful glass coffin. Which is kind of tragic. In a glass coffin. Yeah. And she has... Her, her veil is like this bizarre white headdress as well. And she's buried in that. I mean, it's very Lucy
1: way to go, you know? Yeah, it,
2: it felt like Lucy. I was like, okay, look, bitch. No white over here. To...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the glass coffin seems unsafe.
0: Yeah, it's a little too extra. Van Helsing convinces her suitors... There's only one thing that we can do to stop her. You know, Dracula is clearly a vampire. He's stalked and haunted Lucy. And now he's turned her. We have to cut her head off in order to destroy her. And the boys don't want to do it at first, but then they agree (laughs) to. And so they hide out in her. She's like, her coffin is in a mausoleum. And she's not in it. Yeah. And if if they didn't believe Van Helsing before, they certainly do now. Because oh, yeah. Cara, I think it's yeah. Carrie Elwes who says, what have you done with her body? How right. dare you desecrate her? And then she starts coming down the stairs to her own mausoleum. And she's carrying a crying baby. Mm-hmm. A crying child. Now, this kid in real life was scared out of her mind. Sadie Frost remember. and oh. Francis Ford Coppola had to try to console her. And, and, and like... They got one take and then they obviously have to do many takes and the kid was like not interested. It took a long time to get this kid to be okay. The kid is me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's like one big take big. only. I'm terrified. <laughs> that kid honestly Lucy's design is literally the scariest part in this entire movie. It's
0: really cool. So I designed the makeup for a, produ- a stage production of Dracula many many years ago and I worked heavily with the costume designer. We took baby shoes. And tied them around her neck like a necklace made out of baby shoes. That's mm-hmm. cool. It was so creepy and weird. Oh, I love that. That is a nice touch. Yeah. Anyway, so she's about to bite this child. And then Van Helsing appears. Uh, and she she just fucking yeets this child. <laughs> she just tosses this child aside and starts hissing. <laughs> and Van Helsing pulls out a cross and of course she reacts to it and they filmed this scene backwards. So they yeah. filmed her. It was filmed with her getting out of the coffin and crawling toward Anthony Hopkins, but they, they utilized it in reverse in the movie. So it looks really bizarre because her clothing is moving, you know, in unnatural ways. Yeah. Uh, and she, with this cross is forced into her coffin and then she lays on her back and, and closes her eyes and she's, I don't know, resting or undead or whatever. <laughs> He's is, like,
2: this is what I'm like, Really? That's how you murdered her. <laughs> He's like subdued her. He's yeah, like subdued like, her,
0: basically, right? Yeah. And takes a whatever, a sword or axe, like or a something. dagger or something. Yeah. yeah and yeah. cuts her fucking head off, and it flies through the air, and Dracula is not happy about it he can mm-hmm. tell yeah. oh forgot to mention when Dracula turns you into a vampire her entire bedroom explodes in blood oh yeah, yeah. it's like splashes it's like a cool transition mm-hmm. it's, it's really so cool. cool I do like the scene this whole sequence in Dracula dead and loving it when every time he hits her with <laughs> it just d- drives this, the stake deeper into her heart it's just a blood spray everywhere Yeah,
2: that's the scene I remember the most it's really
0: funny yeah, yeah. that movie's great I need to revisit it on YouTube uh, is it really yeah, yeah free. it's free
1: it's free on YouTube thank you for that I will be watching it York. probably tomorrow <laughs> oh and this movie also was free on YouTube but um, it's like 7p like pixels and it was super blurry you couldn't even oh. tell what was happening no yeah. this is
0: a movie where you want to see the detail yeah yeah alright so Mina and Jonathan get back to London and it's a little awkward Jonathan's hair is getting grayer and grayer yeah they are obviously very sad at Lucy's passing and they meet Van Helsing and they're having dinner. <laughs> it's so funny. It goes it goes from Lucy's head flying through the air to then like a pot roast on, the, yeah. on a table yeah. in a restaurant being it's carved. Like,
1: the editing is so funny. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah. love it. I do love this scene with uh, Van Helsing because Mina's obviously like, what have you done with Lucy? Yeah. And he's so dismissive. Like, yeah, yeah, I just... Cut her head off, like, and then drove a (laughs) stake down her chest, like, like whatever, just a Tuesday. (laughs) Jonathan's like, "How dare you speak to her in
0: such a manner?" Van Helsing says, "This guy Dracula is dangerous, and I have been chasing him my entire life, and we gotta do something about it." Jonathan says, "Oh well, I sold him this place, Carfax Abbey. It's right next Uh to Doctor Seward's insane asylum. Coincidence? Yeah, so." the men are going to go perform an exorcism at Carfax Abbey. And Dr. Seward says, Mina will be safe in my quarters at the insane asylum. So he brings her to the insane asylum and Renfield reaches through the bars and tries to say, like, Mm -hmm. the master promised me eternal life and he's going to give it to the pretty woman. Yeah, Yeah. he gets a little jealous, like, this bitch. And I
2: get it. And I was like, Renfield was so underused. And it's like, we only get him here. And then he
1: did. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then also, why are you taking her to this insane asylum? Or you think she's safe? I feel like this is the unsafest place to have her. Like yeah. those guys loose, right? Around with cages on their head, like they look like the jackal from Thirteen Ghosts. Exactly. Like, what
0: are doing? <laughs> I do think it's interesting. Like, like the cages on the head really would have been put on the inmates, but this movie puts them on, uh, like the this, orderlies or, for yeah. bear protection. It's weird. But anyway, so Renfield does warn her, and he says, "You, you know, you deserve better. You don't deserve this. You know, try to get away." Mm-hmm. And. Seward brings her to his bedroom and then he goes to Carfax Abbey with the guys. When they walk in, we see Dracula, who has transformed into like this bat creature. It's so yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. And he's hanging mm-hmm. from the ceiling watching them. Mm-hmm. He realizes Mina's not there. So he flies away and he turns into this green spooky mist. And Mina, it's so cool. Mina looks out the window at Carfax Abbey and just sees the mist like trailing away and trailing toward the asylum. And this mist spills into Renfield's cell and he says, like, Renfield, what the fuck? I I caught your ass snitching. You betrayed me.
2: But did he snitch, though? He didn't snitch. They figured it out.
0: I mean, mean, he... yeah. Yeah, but he... He still wasn't holding true to Dracula. He you know, he told Mina, like, you need to get away from here. Yeah, like, hint, hint, you need to leave. And well, Dracula was yeah. like, you're supposed to tell her I was a nice guy. Well, Dracula was never going to fulfill his promise to Renfield. No, he wasn't. No. He, he's, Renfield no, was a pawn. He is but the most devious like, bastard.
2: Yeah, I'm locked in here, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> what the fuck you want me to do with you for? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, this is Dracula kills him. Dracula repeatedly, as the mist, it's really cool, like, slams him against the bars yeah. until he's dead mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's sad it's cool
1: yeah and then that's not as much as we get from renfield which yeah. i was like bam he's that That was unfortunate for him they should have yeah. they
2: should have honestly killed the other three guys that were trying to fuck lucy because they don't matter anymore and focus more maybe on renfield yeah maybe he escapes and there's something going on with, but i don't know
0: I will let Bram Stoker know you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so then the mist comes this green. It's like lime green. It's so cool. And it comes in the window and then flows up under the bed sheets. And then yeah. I can't help it. Ever since I was a child watching this movie, oh. it shows Mina wow. on the pillow and it shows the green mist emit from the sheets around her face. And it just looks like she farted under the
1: sheets. <laughs> yes i thought the same thing i was like it looks like she farted
0: (laughs) so stupid i know it's actually very scary and a cool moment where she hears dracula's voice and opens her eyes and he's under the sheets with her Mm -hmm. he's clothed though and he's his young handsome self
2: yeah Yeah. and they have
0: this whole scene where they confess Mm -hmm. each other's their love to each other but he says i have to tell you i killed lucy and she, she changes from, like, I love you to, like, beating him on the chest and screaming, I hate you. Why would you do this? And it, I honestly, I love the acting in this scene because mm-hmm. she handles it. She handles this ridiculous moment so well. She's 19 years old when she plays this role, right? And turns this beating into crying and then saying, I love you. Yeah. And
1: that's difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: think it's a hard scene. They have a moment. And what I love about this is that Mina chooses to drink his blood yeah she's not forced to she begs him like she's like this is what i want i take me it's a great moment where he talks about like the life i live is surrounded by death and there's death everywhere and she just looks at him and she says take me away from all this death and he takes his sharp fingernail and he slices over his heart and he bleeds black blood and she begins to like suck on his chest yeah and drink this blood and then he
1: pushes her away no you can't do this i love you too much and i do love that like i do love that he's just kind of like no this life that i live is just it's it's pointless like yeah. i don't want you to Not suffer life. this yeah yeah and he I think calls she... himself nothing he says like yes. i have no soul i have no heart i am you know i i am nothing I do love that she, I think she touches his chest to feel his heartbeat, and it's like he doesn't have one, because yeah. Yeah. she like questions it mm-hmm. and, but she wants it she's like, I want you to make me yours yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like she really is giving herself to her mm-hmm. but this yeah. is, I, I do find this shot, next shot funny because they walk into the room and she's sucking on his chest but in their eyes, they're not seeing anything, it's just Mina just in the bed going <laughs> and I was like whoa <laughs>
3: Well, as soon as crazy. they open the door,
0: he like, as soon as they open the door, he like, ju- like I think he moves so quickly off the bed that she doesn't oh, even realize it. That's yeah, true. That's, why, that's, that's why. probably why. Because it, now true. he has turned back into the bat creature and we Ugh. see him in like really bright light now and he looks so fucking cool. <sighs> but apparently, Amazing. so this whole thing with the bat creature was Gary Oldman's idea. Uh, in the Ooh. book and in past movies, he can turn into a bat, but it's not like a bat man. I,
2: like, you know? I, like I like the the Batman.
0: It's a great design. However, Gary Oldman, because his arms are like T-Rex arms with yeah. the wing things, right? He said that he did feel really silly, actually, and that he didn't feel scary. And Coppola told him, I want you to make up something terrifying and evil to whisper into every actor's ear on set right before we call action. So Gary Oldman improvised and in his makeup bent down and whispered something evil in the ear of every actor like something different Mm -hmm. and then that gave him the confidence to move on with the scene and i guess it actually like helped the actor's reactions to him being scary too
2: i did notice that the wings look kind of funny if you pay attention to them because he doesn't really have the arms it's just his arms are the wings yeah yeah they look a little silly um not like van helsey where he actually has arms but then he also has his separate wings he looks more like a gargoyle in that sense yeah Mm-hmm.
1: what do you think he said like something evil like do you think he was kind of like he was probably like i'm gonna suck
2: your dick if you don't, don't. if you don't get back scared of me
1: <laughs> or like i eat twix like both of them at the same time and twix <laughs> <laughs> like super crazy like
0: i i have to tell you guys something i i never imagined that this was an option for eating twizzlers because it's pull and peel right you- yeah you pull the end of it my best friend just eats it like a candy bar jesus christ the- <laughs> That's evil. (laughs) The first, the first (laughs) time I watched her do it, my jaw dropped to the floor. You would have thought that she like shot Old Yeller in front of me. Like (laughs) I could not believe what she was doing. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, Uh, that's that's kind of (laughs) evil. That's what he whispered. I eat (laughs) Twizzlers like a candy bar. All right.
0: Anyway, uh, he begins to Van Helsing pulls out a, a cross and. Dracula backs up into a dark corner and it's Mm. such a cool shot because his eyes are glowing red Mm -hmm. and he backs up into the corner and all that you see like he slowly like disappears into the darkness except for the black eyes and then Someone says, more light. And they put a lantern closer, and he has turned into a pile of rats. Oh, yeah,
2: so I, cool. That was a really cool transition. And I love that the rats are still kind of in the form of the bat. So when it starts happening, yeah. the wings, they're just falling off. Oh. Just look amazing. It's like
1: visually stunning. Like it literally shocked me. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like I was not expecting that.
0: Yeah, it's
1: so cool. So
0: everyone starts screaming. Carrie Elvis has a hilarious reaction to these rats. <laughs> and Mina just keeps going, unclean, unclean. <laughs> and the rats run out the window. Yeah. And they like the And girl. Van Helsing hypnotizes her because he sees that she now has a connection with Dracula, right? Yeah. And they figure out through this that Dracula's going to go back home to Transylvania. Yeah. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: they say our only hope for saving Mina is to kill Dracula. Like she's tainted, right? And Dracula obviously can't stay in London because now they're on to him. He will have more safety and more protection if he goes back.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So Everyone's traveling. Mina comes with them. And we are in Romania. It's a really intense, really cool scene. They're basically trying to beat Dracula to his castle.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because they even right? us the map of like mm-hmm. how they're going to get there before yeah. him
0: yeah uh, and because they have to take different routes, he's going by sea, they're going by by land, land. To cut
2: through the yeah,
0: yeah, and so Dracula, all that he has left is one crate of dirt. They destroyed everything else. so that's the only way that he can travel. and we get a lot of really cool shots of Gary Oldman looking old now again in his really cool gold kimono, like gold mm-hmm. robe inside of this crate as it's being driven to his castle. It's a really ridiculously cool almost a chase scene with yeah. horses and carriages and the Romani people are driving Dracula and they get to his castle Yeah, They, first. Yeah, they, they don't they, go inside the castle but they're like right
2: they're outside they get right to it first. They,
0: yeah, they camp out outside of the castle. Uh-huh. Night falls. And there's a whole scene between Anthony Hopkins and Winona Ryder. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. They where... do some circle
2: of fire. The yeah. 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 Yeah yeah yeah. So, like, yeah. 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 So like
0: he takes out a, a communion wafer to bless her, but it burns her forehead. It kind of like yeah. she tells she tells him like, "What will you will you do the same thing to me you did to Lucy when it's my turn?" And she starts trying she seduces him and then tries to kill him. And he takes out a communion wafer and burns her forehead with it, and it kind of snaps her out of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I wish the third act w- was a little more compact
0: yeah because it feels a little long the third act here i um i like the pacing but i do think by the time we get to this point it it does start to feel long yeah i get what you're saying like yeah, I, yeah. I i like the pacing of where we're at i think maybe if it had been sped up 20 minutes earlier
2: yeah yeah, yeah. i,
0: I think, wouldn't feel
2: it would, might not feel yeah and i think that's where that's why it's probably because of the stuff that happened before if maybe that was a little shorter maybe this wouldn't feel so Like, okay, we're we're done. Why is Dracula not here yet? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because it's
0: it's actually like big action. So the the brides of Dracula start appearing. God, this shot is so cool. They're appearing in the darkness around them. And Anthony Hopkins or Van Helsing, Takes a torch and makes a fire circle around them. Mm-hmm. It sets the snow on fire. I don't know how, but he says, A circle shall protect <laughs> us. And yeah. the the brides, it it's so cool. It their shadows rise up mm-hmm. and there's like a red cyclorama, like a red psych behind them. Mm-hmm. And so you see their shadows and you see the ho- the shadow of the horse like buck up and they start killing this horse. Yeah. So yeah. they're killing all of their horses, so like they can't escape. They can't go anywhere else, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Forever
0: anthony hopkins is screaming it's real real cool next morning anthony hopkins finds the brides in their coffins and he beheads those bitches hell yeah Yeah. they're done sick and tired of that shit
2: but i was like damn again these bitches i can't no one wake up
0: (laughs) (laughs) they took melatonin they took melatonin yeah i don't know i'm a pretty i'm a pretty deep sleeper
2: But yeah, it's very Medusa. It's very medusa yeah uh, because even one of them says that she has snakes. I was like, oh, kind of
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, throws their heads off the cliff. Uh, it mm-hmm. is cool. They The use of the brides is better, much better than the oh, fr- yeah. the original Dracula film, because they only yeah. appear once and you never see them again, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just at the beginning when, yeah, with Redfield.
2: Yeah. yeah. They're kind of showing up to Redfield, then Dracula's like, no. And then they're like, back up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Winona <laughs> Ryder's losing her fucking mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah she. it's
0: the next day has come dracula is getting closer and closer the romani are driving him in a carriage and they pull up and dracula can't get out of his coffin yet because it's still daylight he won't mm-hmm. be powerful enough to fight everybody off right he mm-hmm. has to wait until the sun goes down yeah. in order to have his full strength so there's a great battle scene between the romani and our heroes mm-hmm. meanwhile winona Ryder climbs up on a rock and and she, like cast like a Romani spell. She suddenly speaks this language and creates the blue flames coming up out of the ground again. Mm-hmm. Dracula's getting closer and closer. The sun's going down. Quincy, our Texan, gets stabbed in the back and falls to the ground. Oh, it's no. so sad. <laughs> but he keeps fighting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they are able to fend off the Romani. But as soon as the sunset hits, Dracula busts out of his crate and he's wearing his fabulous gold robe, yeah, gold a metallic a robe. whole <laughs> <laughs> bitch. But yo, they waste no time going nope. in on him. Nope. <laughs> they drive a sword through his heart. Yep. Another one like drag, like digs a knife into his chest and Mina stops them all. Yep. right. And he's, like slices and... his throat as well. Yeah, they
2: also slice his throat. Yeah, they have yeah. cut
0: his throat and van helsing wants to go in for the kill and she says no will you do the same to me when it's much she tells jonathan who's holding a gun like fire has a gun in his hand will you do the same thing to me
1: yep yeah yeah i (laughs) will and she yeah right
0: she brings dracula into his castle and jonathan tells everybody no don't follow them our work is finished here her work has just begun yeah
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he trusts her i have not done a great job of explaining their relationship but like they're pretty good together yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like they're they are they are compliment each other for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if Dracula never showed up, I feel like they'd have a good thing going on.
1: Yeah. Because they, they we <laughs> never see breaker. like any
0: problems between no, them. No, they're it's kinda No, easy. they gen they're young and they genuinely love one another. Yeah. yeah. They
2: just want to get married, but then like, the
0: old He come. takes this job because he feels like he doesn't have enough money to marry her. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: it's like Jonathan's like the good boy. Like that, yeah, you're stable with him and everything, but Dracula's a sexy bad boy, yeah, and she can't, sexy. she can't help it. And she's yeah. like, man, I like him. I would risk anything for him. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So she takes him in, and then
0: our Texan dies. Quincy yeah. dies yeah. in the arms of the other two suitors, in a,
1: in a, in the arms of an angel, like some would say. <laughs> 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 But hey, at this point, I'm like, why was he in the movie this long? I'm going to be completely fair. All three of them. <laughs> but it was no, not I, him I don't know, guys. I really like them. Coppola sent the three
0: actors on adventures together. Like, he would be like, you guys go kayaking this weekend. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's or, cool. I'm going to rent a hot air balloon and I want you guys to do it. So they had that camaraderie. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Which I, mean, I think is tell. pretty
1: smart. Uh, you can tell as well in the any, movie. Like,
2: broke back, but when stuff happened, they
0: kayaking. <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean honestly, maybe the things, that I yeah, like yeah, to special there. features.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's disc two of the DVD. <laughs> Mina has brought our dying Dracula to the very same place where he renounced God at the beginning of the movie four hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he lays back on this kind of the steps leading up to this cross that still has the crack in it where the blood spilled out of it, yeah. mm-hmm. and he kind of takes. He looks Christ-like in his pose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, on his back, arms spread. He says, my father, why have you forsaken me? He quotes Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And Mina's crying. I love, I I just love the way this movie ends. She's crying and he looks at her and, and he says, it is finished. And he, he's got the sword through his like stomach or like through his body. Yeah. And he takes Mina's hands and puts it on the handle of the sword. And he's like, I need you to finish me off. Right. Yeah. And she does. Pun <laughs> yeah. intended. Just like finish him <laughs> off. <laughs> well,
2: I also like that if you look up in the ceiling, it's kind of poetic. how it's the reversed image of what's happening now? Because it's when she had died, yeah, and he had witnessed it. He was holding. Oh my
1: god! I never thought of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of beautiful. Like, yeah. and it's, it's it just shows it, and it's like yeah. exactly the opposite. It's literally
2: like it just it repeated itself, but now it's reversed.
0: She shoves it through his chest, and he expires. And yeah, she looks up at the ceiling and there's a painting up there of Dracula and Elizabetta. Mm-hmm. And I think you could interpret it a couple of different ways. I think that in this moment, she's obviously, when 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 she kills him, the burn scar on her forehead from the communion wafer disappears. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like she has this moment of clarity and she looks up and she sees Elizabetta who does look like her, and while she did previously in the movie, when she drank Dracula's blood, describe the the homeland as though she had been there, Uh she maybe connects like, it's not her, and so in order, I kind of interpreted it as, like, in order to reunite them, she takes the sword out of his chest and really quickly cuts his fucking head off. Yeah, I was like, whoa.
1: (laughs) That was out of nowhere. But it's true, it's like she needed to end it. Mm-hmm. and he'll yeah. truly be happy with Elisabetta. yeah mm-hmm. and i like that this movie puts it in her
0: hands actually george lucas saw an early cut of the movie and he suggested that mina needed to finish him off and nice. so they went back and reshot this whole ending and like
1: i'm really sense. glad that they did mm-hmm. yeah it, i think it, it really ends in a really powerful way i yeah. think if, if yeah. she wouldn't have done it i feel like it would have been incomplete for sure mm-hmm
2: and if you want to go with crazy theory, what if like she does finish him off, but she stays as a vampire? So she's kind of starting that she's the new Dracula, and like four hundred years later, she meets another man that looks exactly like him, and the cycle. It's just, just like a cycle,
1: beating. just like a giant cycle. <laughs> yeah, but no, we see that she turns back into normal. No, no, she does. She does.
2: It's just my crazy. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, she, she does. does. Do. Well, after after she stabs him uh you know like pushes the sword all the way through him he transforms from being the old frail version of him to he there's a phase where he looks almost christ like and it's really him 400 years ago yeah and then he finishes with him transformed into his modern youthful appearance mm-hmm. yeah anyway and that's it. Bram yeah. Stoker's Dracula. We have that really great marching, spooky music
1: and the credits begin to roll. Yeah. And honestly, it is a great ride. Yeah. Man. And I had a, I really, really enjoyed this movie, a so... better up, much better upgraded version Hell of Hell yeah. yeah.
0: That's good. I don't know. I just felt like there's more to the story than the Black and White version, than the Bela Lugosi Although version. They
2: explain a lot. Yeah. The stuff that the Black and White just leaves is like, so what is happening?
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah. And... That's it. So, we have a rating system here on the Rick or Treat Horror Cast. A movie is either a trick, which means it's okay, or it's a treat, which means you loved it, or it is a smell
1: my feet, which means it sucked. Hmm. So, Carlos, what do you think? Um, I'll let you go first.
2: I'd I say it's a treat. It's definitely a treat. I really enjoyed it. It has really cute... Oh, cute. It has really <laughs> good... Sorry, <it's> like, <laughs> it has very good visuals, and the cinematography is great. Um, my only complaints like I said earlier, I just wish it was a little shorter and maybe concentrated more on maybe redfield's part of the story because though that redfield's part just seemed a little more uh random if you don't know anything about redfield
0: yeah. But
1: I feel that great I feel that mm-hmm. yeah I think um, I'm also gonna go with a treat as well because I much as, as I have complaints about it, I still did enjoy it a lot more um I like you said the cinematography is great the beautiful costume design the, the set design everything about this movie you there's nothing to hate besides uh Keanu Reeves performance um <laughs> but it's a movie that if it leaves a lot to you know the lore you yeah. you'll be fine and yeah. uh, someone that doesn't know it um will be a little lost or overwhelmed but like I'm talking to you right now I got to learn more about it and I'm like, Oh, okay. I can appreciate more that it was a little nods or here and there. Mm -hmm. But I think it, a lot of the move, a lot of movies do that. They feel long. They have things that could be cut out. Every movie does. So it's not that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. but it's a movie that I would definitely watch again. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Ricky?
0: Treat total treat. I, I have fond memories of this movie from my childhood. Uh, it, I just think it's beautiful to look at. I will, I watch, I think I watch it probably once a year and okay. I am never bored of it. You know, like I've never, I will always be happy to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the, the music, the, like everything you said, costumes, set design, artistic direction, everything. Mm-hmm. And a really incredibly true iterate, like interpretation of the book and the embellishments mm-hmm. and things that they added to it only make it better when you see it on screen. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: you might not need all of the backstory of the war and Elizabeth and everything when you read the book, but I think it really helps in the movie because it humanizes him. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, you know. And
1: that's it. That's my show. Thanks, guys, so much
0: for having. Us Thank honestly. you for having
1: us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I loved it. I learned a lot. Honestly, I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, this is what I was
0: missing. <laughs> Good. Listen, I really mean it. Listen to that Audible version of Dracula with Tim Curry. Yeah, that sold it's me. Real, real cool. Uh, where can my
1: listeners stalk you? Yeah, so you can find us at any social media platform um, at Horror Daddies. Uh, we do YouTube podcasting as well, so if you want to check us out there, um, currently right now we're gonna be gone for hopefully just a month. Yeah. Um, I'll try to put in some content there, but you can always check out our older content. Um, recommendations, uh, Halloween 2, Child's Play 2. Uh, those episodes, I still listen to those and I crack up the all Wolf the time. Man when it comes out. The Wolfman Wolf obviously. The Wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I heard your co-host on that one's really hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, You should check them out on YouTube. <laughs> 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 but that's pretty much all unless you want to sh- share your social media.
2: Oh, yeah. If you want to find me anywhere, is Carlos Warlock. I am also on Letterboxd. Uh, if you want to follow me on Letterboxd, I need more Letterbox followers. Yeah. That I'd... way I get more Letterboxd recommendations because I don't know a lot about movies. Well, I do, but like if you don't recommend, there's some movies I've never freaking heard of. Um, but yeah, I'm just Carlos Warlock everywhere.
1: Yeah. On Letterboxd, I'm hung 12 inch. You are not. So you can find me there. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> or, I'm gonna leave that a mystery. I'm like Dracula.
0: I can't confirm uh. or deny that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at Rick, the letter R, treat. That's Rick or treat. The pod is Rick or treat pod. And I'm on Letterboxd as Rick or treat. Sweet. Ooh. Tune in next week when I feature my very good friend Shauna Pomeroy in our, this will probably be the last Disney Villains episode for quite some time, as it turns out the crossover between horror fans and Disney fans is not as great as I thought it was going to be, (laughs) Uh, but we are going to be talking about Maleficent, the Mistress of Evil and profiling her as a character so tune in next week, and other than that, thanks again horror daddies, and I'll see y'all later, spookies bye bye Thanks for coming Rick or Treating. You can follow the show on Instagram at rickortreatpod. It'd be a real scream if you'd take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you're listening on. The show's spooky intro and outro music is a cover of Camille Satsans' Dance Macabre, with orchestrations composed and performed by Lestat von Monlicht. Links to the artist's music can be found in the episode description. Check him out, he's frighteningly talented. Rick or Treat HorrorCast is independently produced by me, Ricky J. Duarte, of Rick or Treat Productions. If you like what you heard, tell a fiend. I mean, friend. If you didn't, well, they're coming to get you, listener.